0: Welcome, 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 podcast listeners! You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You are joined today by Mr. Lee. Padabada, Say hi, Lee. Hi, everyone. Hey, it's been a it's been a while, hasn't it, Lee? It's been a while. Yeah, I, I've been I've been uh off. <laughs> it's um
1: yeah, it's not it's not been great, has it? I've um I've not been very well, so it's uh it's
0: messed everything around. It's been. Sorry, fun. we've we've had chance to catch up on some map casts that that we haven't for for a while. So it's been all right. It's been all right. Um, I've I've got the live chat open now, so we should also be connected with our lovely, lovely viewers. Hi, viewers. Hi, everybody. Oh dear God. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, how been you, Ali? Well, sick, mate. That's what I said not it? I mean, <laughs> yes, but in the times that you weren't sick, Obin, yeah, what have you been up to? I've been all right. I've
1: um, I've had a load of pedals through, um, pedals that we've been meaning to talk about for a while, um, and yeah, and other ones on top of it because um, there were things that I that arrived that we I hadn't played, but I had been sitting here and I hadn't actually used them, and then I got some other things, and then we had our 200th or bicentennial and then um and then i was sick and it's like well hang on a minute this stuff's been sitting on the shelf for ages now and
0: i want to talk about it so indeed this <laughs> uh, this is now your forum to do so so what are we talking about there let's let's not be um all mysterious and and whatnot enigmatic and and let's actually tell them what's uh what you've been playing so the first one I should talk about, the one that's been
1: here the longest, which I haven't really spoken about, was the uh FX. So you had one from MGFX, and so did I. Yeah, it's over there somewhere. And uh, these are really lovely pedals. They look like sweets. I know I'm not supposed to touch pedals, but I'll be really, really gentle. <laughs> <laughs> but look, uh, it, they they do look like sweets. They look like they're out of a dolly mixture packet.
0: <laughs> and- <laughs> yeah, really kind of vibrant primary colors. Lots of... Mm. Yeah, so, yeah. You, so you, I, I had the the flaming cake, and you had um what? Which one was the one that you had? I've got the dial-up fuzz, and it's it's mental.
1: It really is. He, he did warn us that it is mental. <laughs> yeah, but, you know. Yeah, he said I've got these two. One's not so mental. One's mental. And I was like, well, send me the mental one. And yeah, <laughs> so um, it's a sort of fuzz that uh, unless you have the uh like you wouldn't call it the gain he calls it the bandwidth yeah unless you have the bandwidth all the way up you you get like a when you stop playing it kind of goes like that. and then when you play in like you can always do a pedal tone if you played in the key of the you could do that with it um so it is pretty crazy um i really like that um and it's almost when, unless when you like dial the, uh, what is it called, the bandwidth down, it, it, you, you're almost forgiven for thinking it's unusable. But if you know what you're doing with it, you dial it in with a bit of delay and a little bit of reverb, and then you get these really
0: cool, simphy sort of sounds. Now, nah, so, so is that bandwidth a bit like a, um, like a star of control? I
1: think so, yeah. It's it's like starve and stab and all those sort of uh things that you would get on a maybe a um Xander effects <laughs> pedal or something. You know, it's um yeah, or or like a, a Z effects pedal or something along those lines. Um but it's all like rolled into one control. Yeah. Uh, and it's um yeah, it's a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun playing with that. Um more fun than I thought I was initially when I plugged it in, it was like, Oh my god, what is this? Is this broken? And then I kind of like, <laughs> yeah, thought, hang on, he said it was going to be crazy. Uh, and um, yeah, broken sounding pedals are, are the best. <laughs> they really are. It was great fun. Dulling a bit of an octave with it and this sort of thing, uh, it's just, I, I really
0: enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, um, I, can't, I can't wait to hear, uh, hear your video on that because, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a good one. Um, I've got a bunch
1: of videos to make. <laughs> i made one this week actually uh which we'll talk about in a minute Ooh. um you've seen it <laughs> um uh the next pedal up is hertz by latent lemon so just over at latent lemon uh met him years ago um at the leagues L- uh, london international guitar show yeah and we've been talking about um like him sending me a pedal for ages and ages and ages uh, and finally we've got round to it and um I got to say the first thing is it looks utterly amazing. It's it's like got a circuit board printed uh like a circuit board design kind of printed on the front of it with hertz in the middle of it. Yeah. Um it's a real sort of pastel blue with um see-through knobs on it. It's basically like a harmonic percolator which is if you're not familiar with that, is it is like a um, a fuzz, but it's a very, it's very much got its own character. Mm. Um, the harmonic percolators that I'd used before in the past were likely one that we did in collaboration with Xander, uh, which was that tune-up one, which is amazing. So the pedal to doom and Xander effects collaboration we did for Black Lives Matters, um, What, well, Matters Matter. <laughs> that was a that was a Freudian slip. <laughs> um, no, because that would be even worse, wouldn't it? What? Shut up, Lee. Right, okay. So,
0: um. <laughs> so you just keep digging, just keep digging. Yeah.
1: God. Right. So, um. Yeah. Uh, the one we did with Xander was a much more of an extreme affair. This is a bit more gentle, but okay. you've got a switch on it where you can switch between germanium, a germanium transistor, which is much more gentle or silicon, which has a harsher edge and a little bit louder, but there's also a middle position, which engages both of them. Ooh. Yeah. It's really nice. Um, it It's one of those pedals that if you're in the right mood, it will inspire you to write songs um, uh, and it will very much have its own character. So, you know, like certain bands that their, their guitar sound, like um, Smashing Pumpkins and that sort of thing. Their guitar sound is very much a character of the the band. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got the the kind of the up amp
0: driven tone, or very much a character of the band, not the yeah. whole character, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, with with certain bands, you and like certain artists, you associate certain pedals, like like Stevie Ray Vaughan and the TS10. Yeah. They're yeah, exactly. kind of synonymous, Wait. aren't
1: they? But yeah, a uh, tube screamer in general, because he was quite famous for using the eight oh eight as well, wasn't he? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, um <clears throat> it, it's it's really interesting and I, I love it. I really, really like it a lot. So I'm I'm quite looking forward to getting that on to and uh, making a video of that. Um then possibly the most expensive pedal I own. Um it, uh, arrived, which was the Gypsy vibe from Argenazio Vetti. Um, Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> um, this thing is a one-to-one recreation
0: of the old Shinai Univibe. Mm-hmm. Topical as well, because Shinai have uh, stopped production literally last week, haven't they? No. No. <laughs> Shinai as a company
1: closed down ages and ages and ages ago, then a chap um, wanted to do a bit like what Franco's done with this gypsy vibe. He wanted to make the Uni-Vibe and he got his mate to bankroll it who owns a, a guitar shop. And they um, they found that the Shinai name wasn't um, wasn't copyrighted. So yeah. they opened up as Shinai. So the Shinai that has just closed down aren't the Shinai that... Uh, of uh, they've only been going a few years they're not the original should I uh
0: there you go then
1: yeah i don't think that's any trade secrets or anything um that that's, that was told to me for that was just straight from the horse's mouth so i don't think you know um I hope I'm not dropping anyone in it. I don't think it really matters. It is what it is, isn't it? Anyway, um, yeah, so that's that's what it is. I'm surprised that they've closed down though, because when I spoke to them, they 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 you know, they couldn't keep things in stock. They were so like selling so well. So I'm a bit surprised by that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what Franco hit has um has created here with the Gypsy Vive is a one-to-one recreation. He's done me a very special one. It's um it's in a, a lovely purple colour and i've never been a big vibe fan we've spoken about this before and um yeah i've, I've always been like oh, yeah, vibes all right this thing's amazing it is just so so sweet i've been talking to manufacturers from around the world who also make vibes and they're like how is it is, is it really that good you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're all like they make their own vibes that people are buying i'm like Oh, oh, this looks amazing. Oh, you know, so they're all gassing over it as well. Um, it's it's not a pedal board pedal at all. Even I've got it on a little ad hoc pedal board at the moment. It's not a pedalboard pedal. you has got it's got its own like three pin plug that's connected directly to it. You can't like unplug it and these sort of thing. It's not a sort yeah. of thing that takes nine volt in. Um it's an AC pedal, it's just completely it, it's like bigger than my head, it's massive. Um, and then it has um, its own like expression pedal, which is the size of a full-size bar. And that just adjusts the speed. And I say that just adjusts the speed. Um, it doesn't just adjust the speed. When mm-hmm. you tilt it all the way back, it turns the pedal off. Ah. Yeah. Because if you turn the switch off on the pedal, guess what
0: happens? It cuts all signal to it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's totally unforgiving. Yeah. So it's it's not designed for kind of modern pedal boards. No, absolutely not. It is um it is
1: designed for collectors. Yeah. These are between eight to nine hundred pounds. Uh, they come in this beautiful case. It's like um it's really really nice case where all the foams cut and stuff. It's it's lovely. It really is absolutely unbelievable um it's, um it's got the chorus on one side and then you switch it over to vibrato and the vibrato is really like that C6 sound and yeah, yeah. oh my god it's just everything about it is no harshness there's no um, it's like a difference between eating a cake that's made with sweetener and eating a cake that's made with sugar
0: do you know what I mean <laughs> uh, okay
1: yeah, <laughs> it's oh, it's, it's unbelievable. It really is really, really good. Uh, good evening to Nathan Tipton. How are you, man? Evening, evening, gentlemen, good evening, evening, <laughs> indeed. Um, finally, the final pedal that um arrived, um, is a good contender for the most expensive pedal that I, that I have, um, because. It, i didn't it's, pay <laughs> it's recently shot up in value hasn't it <laughs> well yeah before it even arrived um so i was very very lucky uh um as a boss friend and affiliate um an artist um yes let <laughs> that one drop <laughs> uh, yeah. um, Woo. Woo. um i i did pay for it but I, I i was lucky enough to um yeah be one of the very few to get them early um so I got the TB2W. Now I know a lot of people are saying, hey, "Why? Why are people paying this sort of money for it?" And um, I, I'm sure everyone at Boss would tell you it is not worth what people are putting it up on Reverb for. Not yeah. even. It's an amazing bit of kit. Um, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And it sounds fantastic. Oh my god, man! It sounds amazing.
0: You're not going like, to lose money on it as well, which is. Mm. I mean, it's a smart investment, but I mean, there are people who have taken the piss quite early on. I should say so. Yeah. Um, You're not one of those. No,
1: absolutely. I wouldn't. I'd never do that. It's um, I have bought it in terms of um, the main reason for getting it was to make a video of it because I think the video would do well. And um, yeah, fair. uh, And partially as an investment, same as my my uh, my vintage pedals and these sort of things. I wanted to hate it. Honestly, I wanted to get it, plug it in think, oh my God, this is crap. Yeah. Put it back, make a video, put it back in its box and not look at it for 10
0: years. (laughs) Then put your kids through college.
1: I haven't stopped playing it. Well, it's, it's fantastic. It really is absolutely great. Um, It nails like Black Sabbath. It absolutely nails Led Zeppelin. Um, it's it's just all those classic rock bands in a pedal, and uh, it's amazing. Um, the The button on it, which goes between uh, seven volts, nine yeah. volts, and twelve volts, it gives you a little bit more headroom, as you'd expect, yeah. um, which gives you um, a bit more of a punch because it's it's a tiny bit quiet the pedal because it is based on a proper tone bender. Mm-hmm. Um it is the, the cheapest at, at shop price. It is the cheapest uh, Solar Sound product you can buy that is a pedal. like Other than like a face mask and these sort of things. <laughs> um, but it's probably the most reliable Solar Sound product that you can <laughs> buy as well. And um, what was I saying? I was saying about the button, wasn't I? When you switch it up to 12 volts, um, it, you get a nice push with it yeah really really nice push it also introduces a bit more bottom ends as well which is interesting uh, it was unexpected um mr tate got one as well uh on the same day as me he was he sent me a video uh, a picture saying i've got mine i ran to my door and there was a, a little ticket through the door saying uh we've dropped it off at two doors down i was like
0: "Run two doors <laughs> down. uh
1: yeah uh, we were like schoolgirls at a a boy band concert—it <laughs> was, it was crazy, but yeah, we're finally each "Oh my god, oh my god, it's so good!" Yeah, it's it's a, it's a great pedal. Um, so yeah, I I really like that. Really, really like that. It's very simple, but does what it does, and it does it really well.
0: Yeah, so it's it's just the two controls in it. It's level and whatever the other one is, attack.
1: I think isn't it? It is attack. Yeah,
0: uh, and then uh like a, a battery switch essentially like dying battery juiced battery overcharged battery kind of mm. idea isn't it um yeah, yeah exactly yeah from what i've heard i mean i've i've heard a, f- a few little kind of same clips from yourself but i've also heard quite a lot from stewart because as you say like a <laughs> a schoolboy uh, at a, a fangirl concert <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah, he's been like posting clips all over the internet, locking like various uh, guitar pedal groups which I'm part of. Um, and yeah, I mean, number one, I'd like to say Stuart can play. Like he he, he's puts got some his, licks, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, he puts his puts his playing down so much, but actually, he's got some tasty licks going on. So kudos there, Stu. Uh, but the the pedal sounded fantastic as well. Absolutely mm. fab through his rig. So yeah, I'll be I'll be interested to uh to hear what you make of the um the pedal on a on a p PBOD demo. Yeah, my my aim is gonna be
1: to um demo it by playing things that sound a bit like Zeppelin, a bit like Sabbath, and then playing something a bit more modern as yeah. well, because you can get that really nice um fuzz with a decent delay um and play some sort of like um string skipping stuff and make it sound really modern so um that, that's kind of going to be my approach to it um okay. and then i did make a short video which i'm probably going to put out uh over the weekend um which was absolutely accidental
0: <laughs> so
1: <sighs> i was talking to some friends and we were talking about boards and um as you know my, my board's pretty much a digital masterpiece um that's a really big headed way of calling it i can not think of another word but i i love it it is absolutely amazing i've got all all these great pedals but a lot of them are digital
0: yes, oh, yes great
1: yeah. analog pedals on there as well and i've got two analog amps but they've got class d power amps and you know so on and so forth but the Pedal board is primarily that. But I've got all these really great digital, uh, sorry, analog pedals. So we're talking about just knocking out, uh, just putting together a little analog board. And I did. So I used the TB2W. Um, I was going to use a King of Tone, but I couldn't find my King of Tone. So I put the TB2W on. Then I um, put the Gypsy Vive on. Mm-hmm Because why not? <laughs> you know, it's one of the best analog mm-hmm. pedals you, you can get so I put that on there and then I thought what should I use for delay because most of my delays were packed away and I realised I still had the delay llama out so I um, I pulled the delay llama out and I was playing with it, playing some really nice tones really really enjoying it and my daughter was in here and she was playing the piano and we were just having a, a very just, experimental just jazz up. huh? Just vibing, just yeah, yeah. When I say she was playing the piano, like she's she's four, <laughs> and she can play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, and she's learning the scales and these sort of things. But um, like she was, it was very much like experimental jazz sort of thing going on. Um, and then I, I um, the thing about the Delay Llama Extreme as we discussed is it's an analog pedal, but it can do that sort of um, thing where it changes the pitch. So it's got this like. Random pitch generator sort of thing, and it does it by turning the speed up and down of the delay. yeah <laughs> I put it to the preset for that and had the fuzz on, had the vibe on, and it started to make these sort of but doing it with fuzz and doing it with the the vibe, it sounded like loads of different farts i so... <laughs> it was brilliant it's absolutely amazing so i am um, so i had to make a video of it and i reshot the video about 10 times because every time i started playing it my daughter would start laughing <laughs> it's brilliant oh man um so yeah i'm gonna put that out the weekend it's only about two minutes long um uh, and it is purely just a um a camera a camera video from my from my um from my phone but
0: (laughs) it's so much fun so yeah they expect that at the weekend yes it's um like it's really odd getting like these kind of sought after like expensive luxury guitar pedals and then putting them together in a certain combination where you're essentially getting a fart generator Yeah, if you take the going value
1: of the TB2W, the Gypsy Vibes, they've got a six-month waiting list on them. So the second-hand value of them is going to be quite high. Um, uh, And the Delay Llama Extreme, you're probably looking over two grand's worth of pedals there. Easy. Easy. And (laughs) so I put it down as the most expensive
0: fart I've ever done. Yeah, exactly that. (laughs) Um, oh, so it's it's funny that you should mention those little um, postage tickets through the door because um, I came back to one of those today. Um, I, I came came back home and there was one of those uh, just kind of hanging hanging at the door. I was like, oh, oh what's going on here? Um, and this is this is an exclusive here. So I, I know just... what it is.
1: Do you? I think so because I arranged it.
0: It's a Joyo. Oh, it's not. No. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> Although that that did come today as well. Uh I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There was like there was a guy who um saw one of my Instagram posts the other week. I comment commented about a certain Joyo pedal. I was like, I I didn't know this thing existed. Anyone got one? Like, are they any goods? And he went, Yeah, I've got one. I don't necessarily need it. Do you want to, do you want to have it to do a demo? I was like, yep, sweet. So that's nice. That was, that's really cool. And I've, I have been getting some absolutely awesome interactions with my, um, with my people on, uh, on Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook. So I'm going to use this just before I show you my little, um, little present today, I'm going to, going to throw an uh, just a thanks like a massive thanks to the people uh, who are part of my um online community because you're all just awesome. Yeah, um,
1: th- I I, I just... like how excited you get when you get them as well because it, it's really nice to see nice people doing nice things uh, and it having a really nice reaction and making someone's life a little bit better every day.
0: Well that's it. I mean it it genuinely does make my day. I'm I'm sitting there like smiling from ear to ear. Um and it's it's just like massively wholesome um stuff and I, I love that i love the fact that it's not oh you can't play for shit or oh this pedal sounds like wank it's it's people going like putting some genuine comments in and going oh yeah i love the way you made this sound or like oh what was there was there was one today asking me if if i thought the mojo mojo would be any good uh through a Mesa boogie in a, a prs um and like those genuine budget pedal chub <laughs> yeah. I mean, I saw I saw the the comment before I saw what it was commented on, and I was really hoping it was like a really cheap shitty pedal. How will it make my messer sound through my PRS? <laughs> let me ten grand and I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will shoot that video for you, my friend. Um But anyway, so the the waiting is over. Uh, I received uh two boxes that look a little bit like this, and if you can't can't see what well, that says on the front there that says uh, said Res Rez, red naz yeah red naz pedals uh, it is xander effects um pedals and it says on the front here what they are but i'm not going to uh, not going to reveal that one because i think i might do a little unboxing cuz they're not even open yet you can see the the seals are still on them Oh, man. So uh, these are from Alex uh, over at Xander, and
1: um, he, he really liked what you've been doing with your, your demos, man. Um, so yeah, he's um, he uh, we were chatting, and he was like, yeah, let's get some over to you. Let's get some over to you. And, um, I, I really hope you like them, man, because uh,
0: they're, they're the new design. They are, yes. I, well, I, I, like I say, yes. I know they are. Um, I haven't opened them up, but because of the shape of the like the box, um, I'm assuming you wouldn't be able to fit the old older versions in that because they yeah. were slightly bigger, weren't they? They were, yeah. They
1: were um, trying to think what, what I could compare them to. They were kind of like the size of the Boss
0: 200 series. Yeah, yeah. There was quite a few. I mean, well, I think there were some of tone sort of size um, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, the 19. Sorry, the 1590 BB. I think it is. That makes um, sense
1: to you and me, but I don't think that's going to
0: make sense to a lot of people listening to. It. <laughs> hey, there's there's quite a few people out there in uh, in pedal boards of Doomland who have tried their hand at some uh, some soldering. Yeah. They know they know what's going on. They no longer have hands. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you solder the way that some of these stock photos show you to, then I can understand that. <laughs> yeah okay so so right. yeah i mean i've, I've got those and zander for you today they uh they are fresh brand spanking new uh, so i haven't even like i haven't even opened the boxes on them yet but i am very very excited um i mean we've we have spoke to um to alex quite a few times i mean we've done the uh the podcast special where he joined us on one of the live shows and we've spoken to him loads and loads at the the shows, and he's just an absolute stand up guy. Um, yeah, we chat occasionally. He's, he's a nice bloke. Yeah, and uh, like speaking of like video content as well, he really, really does put the effort in with his stuff. Um, mm. So <laughs> I've got some uh, some big big boots to fill with that one because <laughs> like the demos that he he does for his own stuff, it ain't no slouch. No, it's a very different style to yourself
1: though. So I think that so you you don't have to um do much different to what you do because like uh, your 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 latest approach is absolutely bang on. It's really really good. We released another video this week. Um our Mikey um released yes. a um a demo of the Meris Hedra or H- Hedra. Hedra, Hedra, Hedra. <laughs> and uh, it's a pitch shifter, but you know Uh, As with all things Mikey, it isn't a case of like, let's play some blues and see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) It's not my approach. Get off my lawn. (laughs) It's a case of um, what absolutely insane um device can i put through this today <laughs> and he's got amazing gear he really has uh, and just the sounds um this one was really interesting because uh he sent this little ping pong sort of device through it and then just turned the knobs and because it was a, a device basically going da, 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 you got a really clear idea of what each of the controls was doing That's very very interesting, yeah. Uh, And some of the sounds he got, especially towards the end of the video, were amazing. It's only like a ten minute video, um, but the amount of content in it. it, I
0: think so. I think it was about ten minutes, and the amount of content in it. It can't be. It can't be. I I, I went sitting there for ten minutes with that. (laughs) See? No, I went that damn quick. (laughs) That's it. Um, so uh, yeah, that that's that's worth watching. Uh, that that's really really cool. Um, I tell you what got me on that that video actually was when he put it through like the drum loop, because mm. there was like quite a simple. Uh, I think it was like a simple syncopated drum loop, and then he starts adding this pedal, and the the, the kind of the rhythmic aspects of it go go to like a completely new place it becomes this like real complex um drum part and he's he's just using the the pedal to tweak the the delays of each each beat and it sounds amazing i tell you what it's a really
1: stereotypical thing that everyone says about meris pedals but it's so true every single one of them is an instrument in itself you have to learn it because every single control on it has two or three different sub controls hey yeah. scott how you doing man um so yeah it's it's um yeah it is a really um well all of them they are really in depth uh and those guys over at Meris really do a great job uh, I, i'm still i've had the enzo for quite some time and i still need to do a demo on it because i I i'm still trying to learn it and (laughs) i've accidentally reset all my presets so i need to really go through and um redo them all um but yeah it's it still confuses the hell out of me because i don't dedicate enough time to it but i really want to because i really love synth and i really want to get the best sounds out of that Uh, we had we had a comment from nathan tipton um He said um, he had to take his bass amp for repair today. So he's going to be checking out how the headphone outputs on the dark glass pedal sound instead. Those dark glass pedals are... They they get... They're a bit like Marmite uh, within the bass world. Um, A lot of people really love them. And and you know where this is going, obviously. (laughs) So, um, yeah. um, I've, I've seen a bunch of people... Like going, yeah yeah, 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 dark glass this, dark glass that, but I've um I really like them. If you're interested in hearing how they sound, we've got quite a few of them. Well, I say quite a few. We've got about three or four of them over on Tonepedia, so you can go and try them out in the bass section on Tonepedia, which is a, a nice way of doing things, man.
0: Indeed. Um, I think the the criticism I've heard of the dark glass uh, sound is that it it's it's always quite modern sounding. Um, you can't really get that that vintage deep woolly because it's very precise. Yeah, yeah so, so they've got a
1: modern one and they've got a vintage one. Oh, do they? Yeah, I, I I'm not gonna Google it and bring it up. I can't.
0: No, remember. Uh, we've 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 chatted for quite a bit about what we've been up to. I've got I've still got shared loads of stuff, but we've got so much news this week. I am just gonna yeah just gonna go straight on. Uh, I'm gonna put my phone down as well because I need I need both hands for this. Both hands. <laughs> it's a big boy, is it? <laughs> well, it's it's a book. So I I do uh, analog googling. Um, so we got some news. we have got to start off with um, an Instagram post uh, that appeared last week or the week before. Um, Robin. Uh, i was about to say Robin Robin Thick. <laughs> it definitely definitely isn't Robin Thick. Uh oh, it's dear. Robin Ford. Robin R O B B E N Robin and... Robin Ford. Um absolutely fantastic guitar player. Um I have not heard enough of his stuff. Um but he's he's usually known for playing uh, a a 335. Um but he um he released a post on his instagram i think it was a little video showing um a, a box that he had through from PRS and there's there's been no official announcement of it however there was a lot of um, kind of robin fordisms on this this guitar and there's speculation that this is potentially going to be a uh, signature guitar coming out
1: Will it be like a uh, three-three-five with a, just a, a slightly shaved cutaway?
0: No, so it, it's a PRS, so it's not a three-three-five. It's it's not even semi-hollow. It's oh, you kind of your standard single-cut uh, PRS shape. Um, right, it's got a wrap-around PRS bridge. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got two humbuckers that have got um, Robin Ford's kind of monogram on them um but what's also quite interesting is the control positions for prs's are usually in kind of set places whereas for this they're all kind of set back away from the bridge a bit um so it it, that kind of thing would suggest that there's been some talks um and they've they've sorted this so it's uh like single volume, single uh tone, there's a little switch kind of behind the tone control, which I assume will be um for either like phase or for um for splitting the coils. Um what else is there on it? Um, uh, yeah. Is yeah this just all, all taken from the pictures and we don't actually know the specs? Well yeah, yeah. But you could like there's like he uh, in the video of it, it goes through like a couple of the the features of it. Um, it's got a bone neck as well, which is quite unusual for a PRS. Um, okay, yeah, I, I, I suppose mean, so. Yeah, I think Trilo- they, they do so much, don't they? Yeah,
1: you know, yeah. There's so much customization on them. I like a bound neck though. Yeah. Oh what yeah, yeah absolutely.
0: It's it's a classy touch. Um, I think. Um, Mark Tremonti and Bernie Marsden are the only two that I can remember. What a guitar?
1: though, that Bernie Marsden guitar.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the um, because they they only released an SE version of it. Um, mm. but they they have held their value somewhat because yeah, they are undeniably amazing.
1: They, you know, they, but then again, it's Bernie Marsden. You know.
0: Ah, oh, we've got Scott saying. I use his tone capsule in My Boss Blues Artist. I'm talking about my, me. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, <laughs> the Lee signature. No, I assume the, uh, the Robin Ford. I mean, that was a uh, lot. Like those, those tone capsules were something that didn't really, um, didn't really take off. But I'll tell you what, mate. It's
1: about time Scott got his own bloody tone capsule. Scott is a, such a legend. He's such a great player. Have you ever heard Scott play? I don't think I have no. You you've got to check it out, Scott. You are such an unbelievable player. It he is. He does lessons as well, man. Ooh. Just mm. yeah. uh, plug in, plug in,
0: Scott. There, that Me. sounded wrong, didn't it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
0: mate. <laughs> well, that sounds like an episode title there. <laughs> God. Don't. Right. So we we've got we've got that that PRS. Um, I don't think the have been. Since, since the Maya Silver Sky, there haven't really been that many high-profile signature PRSs that I can think of. Yeah, but there's been something
1: going on since, hasn't there? You know, there's been quite a quite a dramatic event going on in the world, so it has held things up. Maybe this this could be something that's been in the works for a long time. For instance. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Are we Uh, sure it's
0: not uh, hollow, but like solid top? Because nope. they do that sometimes. I'm not entirely sure at all. Okay, uh, but it could be. Yeah, I mean, place your bets now for what you what you think the <laughs> specs are, and we'll we'll see what comes out. There's um there's talk of um a new color for the the silver sky coming out as well, a uh, pink oh, the version. Pink one. Yeah. Because yeah. it was featured yeah, in that video, that. wasn't it, for um, last train home.
1: Oh, that one that sounds like um uh Clapton
0: and uh was it Toto or Journey? Yeah, Toto, yeah. See, <laughs> I, I think it almost sounds it almost sounds exactly like a Steve Winwood tune. I'm not familiar with Steve Winwood. Oh, you definitely are. Like even if you don't think you are. Valerie um Okay. Uh Higher Love? I thought that was the Zootons, to be honest. That's a different tune, that is. <laughs> Do you know the one that was, like, sampled in the 90s for, like, a dance tune? Call on me, Valerie, call on me. Yeah, yeah. That, that one, I yeah. I think one. it was yeah. uh, Ed, Eddie Prize or something like that. Prides. Uh,
1: <laughs> Scott said that PRS have uh, released a new amp. Um, Sure. I've missed
0: that. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Scott, come join us. Tell us all about it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Uh. Right, well, we've we've got another little bit of news. Uh, but mm. there is a juicy, juicy chunk of news this week. A real there juic- is A real juicy, juicy. A decapitated chunk of news. Steady on now, Lee. Steady on. <laughs> um Uh Misha Mansur. We've heard of that guy. He's a he's a guitar player. Um in, in fact he's he's quite well known, isn't he? Um Periphery. A little bit, yeah. Um <laughs> He's he's had a signature Jackson in the past, and he's now got another one, and this one is a little bit more my street actually. So it's um Jackson that you like. That's interesting. Yeah, it's an MJ uh, series, but it's a SoCal, which is usually um it's a usually uh, a Charvel um shape, so kind of strat like super straty um Jackson it does have the uh, the <laughs> f style headstock uh, rather than the the kind of pointy hockey stick kind of thing so very very much pointing towards some classic stylings um so it's definitely blue hss um hss super strat or s style um what else have we got we've got so it's base wood body which is quite strange Um, But it's got a roasted maple uh, Roasted maple neck 22 stainless steel frets Oh nice Stainless steel Um, Uh, I fancy a guitar with stainless steel frets actually Yeah so do I I don't think I'll be getting this one however Why? How much is it? It's not in pedal budget 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 pedal chap land. <laughs> no, it's definitely not within that territory. So, uh, to be fair, it does have, like, it has bare-knuckle pickups in it. It's got bare-knuckle uh, Ragnarok humbucker in the bridge and then Trilogy uh, single coils for the middle and the neck, which Trilogy, I'm assuming, are hotter um, Strat-style pickups based maybe around Malmsteen. If it's gonna
1: be tallied up with uh, Rag- Ragnarok, then yeah, it's gonna be hotter, isn't
0: it? Yeah, unless the the, the Ragnarok is <laughs> a lower output, <rate> but <laughs> you can't be can't be expecting uh, yeah. that with the name, name Ragnarok, can you? Yeah, it's named after Armageddon. <laughs> so, yeah. it's, it's not gonna be. Yeah. So so before I tell you how much this is, mm. do you want to take a guess? So you've you've heard the specs. So MJ, so Made in Japan series, I assume. Oh, I thought it was Michael Jackson. Okay. um. (laughs) Um, Okay, uh, 22 stainless frets, roasted maple, basewood body, bare knuckle pickups. What are you saying? You'd think with a basewood body, it'd be a bit cheaper. Um, You would, wouldn't you? Yeah.
1: Uh, I am going to go in at two and a half. Uh, You're not far off. I've got 2299 in euros. So I we'll, only thought that because you mentioned the price so if 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 it wasn't for the fact that you precursed it with oh my god this is expensive yeah. then I, I I would have probably guessed about 1200.
0: Yeah. I would I'd say kind of 1500ish would be would be a fair assumption but twenty twenty three is a bit much. Is a bit much mm. for the for the specs. I mean it's because cuz we say it's a basewood body. Yeah, I think that's that's the sticking point there, isn't it? Because we we do, um, we do get stuck on the fact that basswood is used quite commonly for like lower end um, guitars, oh, isn't it? Like also, like the vine satch guitars, are like their basswood? Aren't they? Are they? I think so. Yeah. I mean, they do say about basswood that it's it's quite tonally transparent it doesn't have as much of uh, an eq impact as mahogany does where mahogany really hits the the mid-range mm. um and like your your ash and your older are, are a bit more uh like a little bit more suited to like single coils they're a bit brighter um they say basswood's a little bit more kind of transparent EQ so you they it tends to be a bit more versatile um but it is seen as a as a lower lower end alternative do you know what i
1: should do for for tonepedia i should get in touch with sam ash and get them to send us a bunch of different um uh kit guitars with the same pickups in so we can demo them and so people can hear what the difference between the woods are or if there is any wood any difference between the woods? Yeah, because I mean, I, I think there is.
0: I, I I would have almost sworn that wood plays a um, a minimal um, like, like minimal variances in tone. However, the um, PGM sorry, it's not the PGM, it's the fireman, the Arbanes fireman that I've got, which is um, it's essentially like a mahogany. Um, Gibson scale length Strat mm. um, and I changed the um, the injector pickups out of it because there, were, there just weren't enough clarity with it and I thought maybe it's just these pickups I had Fletcher make some kind of Texas inspired Alnico 5 pickups and they yep. still sound really really thick mm and I would know that if I took those pickups out and put them in in any of the strats that I've got there, they would be like super bright, super present. They would be like polar opposites. But because yeah. they're in that guitar, they almost sound P90-esque. That's incredible. That's crazy. Um, so, yeah, that, that guitar, it's... Um... Oh, do you think a lot of it is the fact that it's it's a signature guitar? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, that's got to be... I mean, and the fact that it's kind of MJ-crafted as well.
1: Yeah, I, I do love Japanese guitars. So, uh, so we had this conversation recently, didn't we?
0: Yeah, yeah oh, that's, the bang for the buck with Japanese stuff is usually uh, a, a better, um, better comparison so, so- to...
1: Yeah, especially like the 90s strats and
0: 90s and 80s strats is it's
1: just I don't know why anyone would buy an American strat when you can go and get something that's it's <laughs> just absolutely incredible uh, a fraction of the price.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah
1: scott gave us a little bit more information on this um on this uh prs um amp, and what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna uh, take that information i'm gonna cover it in the news tomorrow so keep an eye out um for our youtube video uh which is comes out pretty much every friday unless i'm dying um or moving which is happening soon so do forgive me but um our boys will cover us hopefully um but yeah, it, he says that it's a um, it's basically a one to one clone, or at least a a clone of um, Hendrix Woodstock amp, which was a Marshall, wasn't it? So um, yeah, I'm interested in have a look at that. So I'll get the details and I'll produce the goods tomorrow. <laughs> you doing what on video? You heard what I said.
0: I've <laughs> every <heard> of it. <laughs> Scott Scott did also say that he's. Uh, his nineties um like Ibanez custom is a basewood body as well. So I mean basewood is a is across the price points. Um mm-hmm. I've got a, uh an RG which is very, very low down the pecking order in terms of like spec for for an RG and that's a basewood body. Um two fifty th- or something like that. Uh three seventy, I think it is the the yeah, it's not that bad then. I mean, it, it, like, but in terms of like price-wise, it was very much kind of entry level for the 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 non-geo series stuff. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So, what's next
1: on the news, Mister BPC, British Ooh. Pedal Company?
0: <laughs> yeah, less of that. Yeah, we get enough them. flack Don't mention the war. Don't tell yeah, them your no. name, Pike. Uh, <laughs> so, I, funnily, funnily enough, we're talking about Ibanez. Mm. They've released quite the uh, quite the thing this week, haven't they, Lee? They have uh, quite the things. We could say maybe.
1: Yeah, they have. They've released a range. Yeah, so they um, they've <sighs> obviously there is a section of the guitar community which really likes. Um, extreme guitars such as Ibanez's and these sort of things and then yeah. other companies have taken that sort of um to like should we say the next level and uh companies such as Kiesel and Strandberg have obviously gone down the route of going after that sort of headless guitar market which is, it's been around for some time you know there were headless guitars back in I think it was the late 70s they first started showing their showing their heads. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> off with their head. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know if this is the first time Ibanez has kind of entered this fray but um they've certainly um come into this uh, uh strong. Um so they've released I think it's about six new uh models. Um mm-hmm. uh, maybe seven um but yeah they the they look in that sort of realm of the Strandbergs and the Kiesels, and um, yeah, they're interesting. They've yeah, they've really they've really gone at it, haven't
0: they? <laughs> they've gone at it. Yeah,
1: um, <laughs> so I think they've they've got a look about them that is going to take us a um, maybe a, a few weeks to let it settle and let it kind of like settle in our heads to okay, this is actually normal now, and some things are like that, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I mean it's. It's following vaguely the um, the kind of template for these these headless instruments. Uh, so this is they, they've released an, uh, basically a new series called the Q series, which I believe stands for Quest. Not uh, queens chopping heads off, <laughs> not queens. Off with their heads! Yeah, it's not the Auburn as Queen series, no. Um, so the Q series, um, and they, like you say, they've come out strong. They've come out with like a few kind of standard models. They've come out with a signature model straight away. Um, is and that the seven string? No, the, the signature model is, uh, for a Japanese artist. Ah, uh, oh I mean, right. I see. Right. Okay. Yeah. I assume a Japanese artist. I, I've just seen his name. Um, and I assume, but yeah. I so do we'll have so- to press release, but I did just skim through it and send you guys some screenshots. I <laughs> hope I've just been too busy. Um, Here we go. Yeah. So, so what, what I'll do is I'll give you I'll give you some specs of the the Q fifty two and then kind of give you what the other ones within the, the range change from that because I think the the fifty two is the entry point for it. Okay. So we've got NATO. Uh body? I don't know Nete- what kind of nateo. N- N- no, it says neato. Maybe N- I wrote a- that down. A- um, okay. but yeah, some kind of wood. Some kind of wood that I've not heard of. Uh it's concrete, ma- mate. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty Sure it is. Uh so you got a maple and a maple and babinga, um roasted maple and babinga, um, neck. So you assume like a five piece where they do it to kind of Um, strength reinforced the next. Yeah. You've got 24 Jaskar gold frets and uh, some Q58 Humbucker pickups. So I assume, look, these are Ibanez-made pickups designed for this this series. From what
1: I gather, the the pickups are different in every single one of the models. Oh, are they?
0: I think so, yeah. And they all split in various different ways. Well, yeah, so th- this one has got a volume tone and then it's got the alter switch, which involving a fancy named switching system allows you 10 different switching positions mm. on a 200 a's like That's a bit like the AZ. Because um, yeah, the AZ's that, got various different, uh, like
1: nine different positions or 10 different positions that you can choose from.
0: With the AZ, it was like you had a quote unquote normal mode. Uh, mm. And then you had the the crazy switch, which would give you like various permutations of the different um, different switching options. Which yeah, as you say, would give it end up giving you like from seven to nine different versions of uh, various pickup combinations. So yeah, I mean they, they are going for like ultimate versatility once again. Mm. So so that's your that's your first one. That one coming in at. I think this is nine 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 dollars. Oh really? Uh huh. That's really cheap. Yep. So that's that's where where your kind of your price point starts. Your next one up is kind of the the fancy version of that. So it's the rather than being the fifty two, it's the QX fifty four QM, which is if you speak open as QM obviously means quilted maple. Um. And I think this one has got, um, it's like a burl uh, burl maple top or something like that. Mm. Um, so this one also has um, frets that are at an eight degree angle. So that it yeah, kind yeah. of um, almost simulates that kind of fanning of the frets we were talking about this weren't we like the, the idea of the fan
1: threat is um, it deals with the intonation and uh, not as much as like the true temperament fra- friend which uh, Strandberg do as well uh, and mm. I think Ibanez have done a toy with the true temperament frets um, before
0: you know the threats are all like wriggly all up the oh, I do know that yeah Steve Vai um, kind of brought it to the world's attention yeah yeah exactly
1: um, so the um, yeah, so Ibanez must because it's going to be on the
0: gem, isn't it? I don't so you, think it was. It was released as as a as a gem um, production thing. I think he got them retrofitted afterwards. Um. Okay. Okay.
1: So um, yeah, you with with the fan frets, they're kind of like they're leaning more to towards where the head would be. Uh, where the headstock would be at the top of the neck. And then as you come down the neck and get closer to the body, they come around and like an open fan, they're leaning more towards the other direction, towards the body. Um, And that that means that for the lower, the thicker strings, the intonation is further away from each other than on the lower strings. So the intonation is actually um, closer together and it gives, gives you a better all round sound. Um, Intonation-wise, apparently, yeah. So if you lean them all in the same direction, it it seems to um,
0: just defeat the object, doesn't it? You no, know, if this if they're slanted, you'll still get that. Like you'll get partially the effect of a fan, but it when, I don't with think the fan, you do. It, I think
1: because they're all at exactly the same angle, the distance between. Uh, low E and the high uh, low E and the high
0: high E strings at the 12th fret is actually the same yes but you're still going to have a a discrepancy between where the 12th fret sits on the E string and where the 12th fret sits on the the opposite E string there will still be that offset it won't be as extreme with fanning because it gradiates as you go up the neck but you'll still have that
1: yeah, but the, uh, the E string is relatively along at the, uh, both ends of the guitar as well.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> so at the head, the yeah. 12th string starts a little bit further, uh, further along, and at the bridge, the 12th string ends a little bit further along. Does it? Yeah. So nah. it's relative all the way through. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Nah. Yeah. Well, right. I, I don't see the point of it other than from a
0: maybe um, an ergonomic kind of
1: could be. Yeah, I suppose I suppose it could be. Uh, I I just think they've missed the trick. I think the fan fretting isn't, but well, maybe it is difficult to do. I don't know, but um, yeah, I, I think they've missed the trick there because um, I would like to have seen these with fan
0: frets. Mm. Maybe with uh, with more releases that come out they'll, they'll explain the thought process behind it because um, as much as we, we will speculate and we will speculate until till we are blue in the face neither of us are tonal scientists um, uh, <laughs> I mean you don't you don't work for uh, a guitar company designing guitars so no but I work I think, for a company with tone in the name okay <laughs> <laughs> Good job there, Lee. Well done. <laughs> Pat you on the head. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's there's got to be reason for it. The, the the guys over at Ibanez, guys and girls over at Ibanez, um, they they know what they're doing. I they, think it's a fetish thing. I think it's I
1: think it's done to because it's probably easier to do than fan fretting but it
0: still gives it that sort of cool look that the fan frets have I would be reluctant to agree with that just because of how how much attention to detail Ibanez go to on on certain things like the uh, the Gibraltar bridges have got locking nuts for the the bridge as opposed to like gibson ones that once the strings are off they can you you can literally drop them out they go to that kind of length where you've got they've thought about every little problem within kind of yeah yeah it's previous a fair designs point. it is a so, fair point they're meticulous yeah so i mean it, it it might be an aesthetic thing it might but I I'd, I'd be reluctant to agree with it until I hear it from from Ibanez. Um, but yes, yeah, so <laughs> headless guitars from Ibanez. Uh, so we've got we've got those. Um, I've closed my book, haven't I? I can't, t- <laughs> can't I can't pretend to be smart now. <laughs> Here we go. I, I like one of the. Um, I think it was
1: on the the one that you were talking about. The the brown one, the seven string one. I think it had the the switching of it was called power switching so when you when you switched it so you could have like the outside uh, of the two humbuckers running yeah. at the same time so you'd have basically a tele bridge mode. single core. and yeah tele mode exactly
0: um they called it power switching <laughs> so we are we are Got fully it. looping back to the 90s here aren't we because um nintendo did that with the accessories for the the nes like the power glove and the uh, <laughs> There were, there were all, all manner of things out that. Do you remember
1: so, seeing like adverts for the free the VR 3D VR thing in the eighties, which was just basically wireframe um <laughs> like, it was just awful and everyone who used it it made them sick, like really. Yeah, really the sick.
0: virtual boy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and just thinking, Oh my god, that is a pinnacle, I really want that. Yep. <laughs> I mean we ha- we had something similar with the uh, the 3DS apparently. Like the uh the- 3DS was awesome. But the the, the 3D um, effect on it was... <laughs> there was a health warning for people under a certain age because it caused nausea. Yeah. So... But it it gave you 3D without glasses. Yeah, it's I think just, they called it stereoscopic or something like that. Something like that. It was absolutely amazing. Yes. Um, I, <laughs> I had to sell that to people because I, <laughs> I worked at game at the time. Oh, really? uh and you'd get parents coming in and going i've heard that they make my like will make my child sick you know like, well yeah how many do you yeah. want yeah yeah <laughs> but they'll they'll probably not not talk to you for the rest of the year if you don't buy them this for christmas so come oh, on God. i mean you, you can you can make your children not talk to you <laughs> result get in
1: i'll not take two <laughs> Uh, Going back to these headless guitars, right? Yes. If I had the money, I would definitely buy a Strandberg. I've said that for for ages and ages and ages. Um, They they are absolutely fantastic. They really are great guitars. Um, This is definitely great for people who are looking
0: to get into this sort of field. What's the maximum price on these versus Uh, the minimum? So so I think... It goes up to one two nine nine. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. For like the, I think that was for the seven. I didn't write it down. Shit. Um, That's
1: unbelievable. That really is because you're not getting a Stromberg for that or a Kiesel.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it it is about kind of it's dipping your toe into that headless guitar market. Um, Funnily enough. Were you laughing at the, the juxtaposition between head, headless and dipping your I toe in? I just had this really horrific vision of someone dipping a toe into a decapitated person's
1: neck. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, it was It was just instantly popped into my head. I was like, what are you talking about?
0: Yeah, so um, I think last week, um, Harley Benton released a series of headless guitars as well. Did they? Yeah, and they they were coming in at about I think it was three nine nine. So, I mean, it it depends if you if you trust Harley Benton going going for a a headless um headless design. No. I I see. I'm
1: on a lot of forums, obviously, and I see so many people in their Harley Benton uh, things just. Everything you get from them is just like rolling a dice because some of them come through really well set up, but a lot of them, you know, you have to take it to someone to get it set up and hopefully it can be set up well. And the ones mm. that, the ones when when they are set up well are really, really good, but their quality control needs to be better, it needs to be improved. Uh, and I say this from a place of love because I would love there to be like, to chuck an extra 50 quid on it and yeah. have someone set it up it, that's all it's going to cost if you've got someone regularly setting each these setting up <laughs> pay that person half that money you're making an extra 25 quid per guitar but you're getting
0: amazing guitars through I don't think it's quite that simple though is it because it, it's where the bottleneck would be in production because they can pump them out so quickly mm. however like quality checking them and, and setting them up takes time yeah well so, they, they could they could get quite a few
1: people on board, but if they if they're knocking out much 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 better set up guitars,
0: other companies do it yeah, but for a much higher price point, like companies like um reverends who like who get. Eastern made guitars, but then quality check them within an inch of their life. Mm. They're you're talking like six, seven, eight hundred quid for for the um for their start offs. So yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, it's it's a very fair point and um I don't think that you need to be there's no way they're paying someone that extra six to seven hundred quid um or, or whatever the over the top extras are for a setup. Even if they offered it as an over the top extra. So would you like this guitar set up before you get it and give people the
0: choice? Hmm. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I suppose it, it doesn't bottleneck everything then, does it? It only no. it only causes it. but Cause it's it, like, not it, it's neither here nor there about the Ibanez headless guitar, is it now? Well the Strandbergs uh, are made in Indonesia. Yeah, and then they go through to
1: um, to Sweden where they um, they quality control them and and like you say they they set them up to within an inch of their lives.
0: Yeah, and to be fair, uh, a lot of Ibanez guitars are quality quality checked as well. Like the quality checks on Ibanez is uh, uh, as far as I've found has been really tight. Yeah, you don't I- tend to find a badly set up Ibanez.
1: I have I've played a few but only the cheaper ones. We were talking about this earlier. Uh, some mm-hmm. of the GOs and like the 2 GRG 250s and that sort of thing. Um that you know some of them I suppose when the people who are buying them get them they don't realize that they're badly set up. <laughs> you know it, there's that, um, you kind of think like bad workman blames his tools sort of thing.
0: So. Yeah. And though those ones can be set up like they're not manufactured badly it's just usually that they've been sitting in the warehouse somewhere for for a while and that they've yeah not been showed much love because they're being sold on for like 150 quid with an amp and a strap and a um cable or whatever yeah so absolutely the care and attention isn't made with those when they come come into the shops um however we've got one last um one last ibanez q series that i wanted to mention oh in fact actually two so we've got the uh the seven string um variant of this uh q series so the qx527 pb well the pb obviously stands for peanut butter Um, (laughs) this one is essentially very similar and is a seven string um so people people like people who like modern Modern guitar are also more likely to be into alternative lower tunings, and this is a good solution. That's the one I'd get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, if if you're going for a headless, you might as well go the whole hog.
1: Yeah, I've
0: I've played a, a
1: an eight string headless, and that was impossible. It was just I just didn't play that for very long. um but the seven strings should be, you know, that uh, they are made to be ergonomic. Do we know anything about the necks?
0: I know they're wizard freeze, aren't they? Yeah. So it's, that's going to be quite a quite a slender slender profile and a flat flatter radius board. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So they've not done
0: anything of the asymmetrical sort of neck, like like the
1: like the other types of headlesses. Yeah. No, thank God for that. Those Strandberg necks are weird. I like them. It, it, they they do take. Customizing or climatizing, let's say, um, because when you pick them up, you're like, "Why is this a V? Why is it near my thumb and then near my fingers? What, what, what's going on?" As you move up and down the neck, yeah. But after not a very long time, you kind of start realizing, "Oh my god, that you know, it's moving my hand where it needs to be." Like you know, when I'm down here, I can get my thumb over quite easily, and I've not even consciously thought about this, it's it's naturally just moved my hand into the right position. A lot of work and attention, love and attention went into the the the, the R and D of them Strandbergs and that that neck in particular.
0: Yeah, it's not for me. It's not for me. Um so you, the the final one was the the Ikika I- 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 Ikika? Nito signature. Okay. <laughs> which is possibly the one that I would want to try out because it's the most blues dad. (laughs) It's, it's essentially a strat. Uh, so it's got three single coils. It's like an Olympic white with a scratch plate as well. Um, but obviously being headless and super modern, uh, that's, that's where I'd be heading if I, if I were asked to choose one of these guitars.
1: We might be lucky and try one at a guitar shop. Uh, sorry, a guitar show at some point.
0: I mean that that would be the dream, wouldn't it? That mm, will we even be able to play guitars at guitar shows in the future? I'd, I'd hope so. I hope hope my ability to play guitar is not. No, I mean, we we'll, would we'll be allowed point. to, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the question you asked. Um, who knows? And on that wistful um, <laughs> note, so it's probably a place to end our podcast for this evening um it's been a wonderful wonderful journey thank you to all of those people in the chat i think we got um scott and uh nathan were quite quite active today and we we didn't get around to answering all of the questions that they uh that they put in but thank you so much for watching um and thank you to all of those people who are listening to the podcast as well because this not only is a live podcast live cast live because it's a video it's not a podcast is it it's so a live li- Livy cast Livycast. Le- Le- Cast. Uh, but it also comes out as a podcast. So if you do want to catch up on that, we are available on All Good Podcatchers um, as Fret Talk Podcast. Scott, Scott has just put a smiley face with a shot
1: glass in the thing. So he's basically saying he needs to drink alcohol to get through this.
0: Yeah, through this like, this last bit. It's, it's one last push, <laughs> Scott. Come on. Come on, you can do it. Yes. Um, I'd like to extend a thank you to our Patreon backers. And for as little as two... That is $2 a month. You can be one of these cool kids. The coolest of cool kids. As cool as that glass of undescribed alcohol that Scott is raising up to the sky. Those people are Mr. Andrew Bimson Mr. Adam Yeomans of Chef Tone Effects Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects Mr. Hugh g Effects. Effects Effect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the huge, erect, huge erection effect is available just in case anyone wants. Uh, I forgot to mention that Doug Chris is also part of the Masters of the Cinematic Universe and the Just Surprise Me podcast,
1: which you and I would be appearing on separately.
0: And you took the one I wanted to do. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but which one of those podcasts? Who knows? Who you will find out. Are we not allowed to say that? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Well, it's out there now. <laughs> it is. It's out there. Um, where did we get up to? Got up to huge erection. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast is usually last. And before him is Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. <laughs> I styled that shit right out, didn't I? That was brilliant, man. I'm really impressed. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, and if you want to catch me online... I mean, Lee's carried on with that. That will last him for, for a week. That will. Uh, if you want to catch me online, I am Budget Pedal Chap. I am at Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and YouTube is the home of the No Talkal Tone series, which will feature some amazing pedals. Uh, those Xander pedals are definitely going on the No Talkal Tone series. That Joyo one that I kind of flashed a little bit earlier, that one's going on. And this week is the Little Treble by under fluke. So next check that week. Out. Oh oh and, on your channel? I'm um, yeah, on mine. Yeah. No, it's not it's not coming out on uh, our on, on the P one yet. Yeah, so I've finished. not finished. <laughs> I've I've done a I've done a little video, but you're not fi- I need you're to finish. You're not finished. You're nope, Norwegian. Not <sighs> Oh, no. Shit jokes a little bit later. Sorry, sorry. More, Indeed, yeah. You, you're preempting it a little bit here, Lee. Like. I, w- I want to plug something. Go on. Not Scott. All
1: right, I want to plug our new shirts. You got one of these, haven't you? I have, yeah. Yeah, check out these. Look, check that out. How cool is that? Yeah, to you guys, it probably looks like it says, Sabaradubu Lilibu of Moog. Yeah, mood. For mood. Moog. For <laughs> Moog. But it actually says, Pedal of, of Doom. doom. In a charcoal
0: gray, it's very, Indeed. very attractive. Uh, they will yeah. be featuring very shortly on some pedal boards of doing videos. Mm. Go and buy them,
1: buy them, pay for them. They're on the website. Go, go do that. There Support you go.
0: Support us. You can be one of the crew. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. And that that is where we are going to wrap up the podcast for this week. So, from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. From Lee, Padabada babada, babada doo. Say bye, Lee. Bye bye, guys. It will be a chatty boy. And good night for this week. I'll read in. Pep. Goodbye, Germans. You fought valiantly. However, it was not enough for the might of England's football where sports. Squad. Again. Don't know where. it'll be be next year it'll be next year a little bit
1: you don't need a parachute to go skydiving you need a parachute to go skydiving more than once
0: yes yes you do yes that will do that will do Ali that will do (laughs) Ha, <laughs> ha,